These are great chairs. Oh my. Nerd. Oh, you just got called out. That's pretty absurd. It is going to be a thing. Come on. Bad Philosophy, episode 23, recorded on February 15, 2009. The Birds and the Babies. Hello, everyone. Welcome. And one, two, bad philosophy. Yeah, audio sucks today, so we're going to talk about babies. <laughs> babies. That is a non sequitur, sir. Yeah. There's not a causal relationship. There's not? No. Be audio. Do I need Most a causal babies. relationship? You don't I, need one, but you implied spent, one. I have spent an hour trying to get a DigiDesign inbox 2 to work with my Mac, uh-huh. and it is impossible. So we're going to talk about babies. <laughs> Sans non sequitur. Now, there's definitely a non sequitur there. You can't say without non sequitur. I mean, it's not like a bad thing. Non sequiturs can be fun. Babies. There's one there. Babies. Babies. Babies are weird. Oh, by the way, we have a new panelist, Danielle <laughs> from Colorado. That's her legal name, apparently. Yes. Her <laughs> last name hi. is Hello. from Colorado. Yes. So, Miss kind of like from Colorado. Mm-hmm. Babies. Um, well, I personally don't think they're weird, and I love them, and would like to have one someday. No, as do, as do many people. Yeah. I mean, I'm not opposed to the idea of having children. I don't want to actually have a baby. Well, no. I, uh, that would be awkward. Yes. Junior was a strange enough movie to watch. Yeah. I'd hate to live oh, it. Oh, I completely agree. You know, I, th- I, think, I think awkward is an extreme understatement in this case. However, not, not like weird in a bad way necessarily. But um, I actually blogged about this a while ago. Um, I had an opportunity to hold a newborn, you know, from the first week of its life. And it's, it is this completely helpless creature that looks like a tiny morphed human. Like a baby alien. <laughs> like, like a or baby like, alien. Well, or just, just like an, an alien. alien. Just like yeah, an alien. Suppose that's yes. sort of redundant. And so it's, it, they're not weird like in a negative fashion. But they are weird. And they poop a lot. Not, as, not more than anybody else. You just notice it more. That's mm-hmm. true. There's That's some fascinating. They need more. <laughs> well, their diet is not qu- the same. Quantity or uh, frequency? Frequency. <laughs> frequency, I, would, I could argue yes. more. Yeah. Quantity, I'm sure, is not anything more than no. what you can no. produce. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> At that size. It's like, but they also eat like nine times more than us as well. Do they really? Proportionally? Yeah. I'd wow. be surprised. Oh. Well, they're growing. Yes. They're we're we're not growing anymore. They're amassing mass. They're amassing mass. We've mm-hmm. hit the glass ceiling of growth. Have we? Yes. Personally, I'm looking for steroids Maybe you and two hormones. Haven't. How old are you? Um, about thirty. Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah. Plus or minus ten years. I'm on the order. I'm on the uh, order of magnitude of thirty. <laughs> yeah. So anywhere from nine to a hundred. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So is that strictly true? So. Here, we can ask them what we have the discussion oh, of in yeah. the car. Okay, so, <laughs> so if say so that Danielle and I have sex and create a baby, when, the general process. Yes, yes, that's that's mm-hmm. how it works. Sorry, kids. Um, <laughs> no stork. If we have uh, kids listening to this show that don't know what happens when a man and a woman love each other, no. stop listening now because I don't want you to have to get the birds and the bees talk from us. <laughs> Bad Philosophy presents The Birds and the Bees. Episode <laughs> <our> title. <laughs> um, there we go. So, Anyways. So. Hypothetically. Hypothetically, yes. y'all hypothetically, have had sex and are having a baby now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are 
we having a baby or is she having the baby? And I just took part in the uh, depends, creation Depends thereof. on the situation. Um, legally, you are having a baby. Because if the Disagree. child is yours, Disagree. and it, it, will be, it will be brought up in a court of law that <laughs> you owe child support because you had sex with this woman. Yes. I would say morally. Okay, but in a topic of conversation, if you were to say, say like, Jed and I had this baby, and you met the baby, and you're like, oh, and then you were talking to him, and you said, okay, yeah, Jed just had a baby. You would say Jed just had a baby, even though Jed didn't physically have the child I would, I would not say Jed caused a woman to have a baby. <laughs> yes. We use it as a, a shortcut. It's a colloquialism. Yes. Um, I just don't like it. I don't like it when people say, I think what it, what it derives from is I don't like it when, pe- when couples say we are pregnant because... Oh, no, I we ser- are pregnant is not the same yeah, thing as we are having a baby. Right. No, because I, I would agree with that, saying like, oh, I'm pregnant. I will never be pregnant, pregnant, thankfully. No. <laughs> and I guess, I guess my thoughts on it, what, what was the analogy I used in the car? Oh, writing oh, of a book. That like, I may have written a book and my name may be on the genetic code and or title page of the book, but I don't necessarily have to have anything to do with the publishing process. If you know what I mean, like I can create it, but I don't necessarily. I don't think, I don't think this is perfect. Well, so I, think, I think I think the publishing process isn't just the actual manufacturing of the book. I mean, the the, the publishing process lasts until the child is is old enough to take care of itself. You know, ten, twelve years old. Huh, huh. Um, huh. But it's it's ten or twelve, and they're fit to take care of themselves. Fourteen, whatever. <laughs> um, Personally, I was ready to go at eleven, but yeah. That's just me. Uh, I, I think they could. I you think know. They, they have in the past. Okay. Back yeah. in the day, 14 was like the age of adulthood. Dude, Slumdog yeah. Millionaire, they had to start taking care of themselves at like six. That was a movie. And full of lies. Oh. I didn't well, see it. Way, but, to, you know. way to shoot down my <laughs> dreams, man. <laughs> I actually didn't see it because the, oh, the, the, the premise bothered me a little bit. Because um, I had the movie explained to me. Um, spoiler alert, because Jed wants me to do it before I say things. Um, <laughs> you're alerted either way. Yeah. Um, but apparently, in the, the, the whole premise of the movie is this this kid from the slums in India is on a millionaire-esque show who wants to be a millionaire, but in India it's who wants to be a millionaire, which means you get five bucks. Oh, that was mean of me, Kevin. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we, should, we should just get that rid of that. Um, 20 million rupee. It, but you know, seriously, we could have been a lot of that. But there's this kid from the slums, he's uneducated and stuff like this, and he's going <clears> to the show. And it just so happens that, coincidentally, something every question relates to something that happened in his life. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's not saying, you know, what a great love story. That's saying he couldn't possibly know these things. Some weird coincidence had to happen for him to be able to answer these questions correctly. It is written. It is, it is that's denying kind of the education of, or, you know, saying that it would be impossible for, the, for you know, someone from the slums to become educated. Maybe. It's also saying that everything's faded. It was a very deterministic movie. Like, very, very destiny-focused, very, mm. you know, this is, this is what was meant to happen, you know. Mm. So it, it's, it's not saying that... It's saying that for, for this one guy, destiny was more than important than a good education. <laughs> <laughs> but a good education could have provided destiny. Maybe, but not quite, not quite through the same process that made the movie interesting. All the drama with his brother and with the girl that he meets and the mob lords that he gets entangled with at various moments. So There's a pretty strong Indian mafia, apparently. 
Is there? Yeah. There's a strong yeah. mafia everywhere. Yeah. Mm. Even at Texas Tech. There's called the SGA. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Student Government Zing. Association. Zing. AKA the Greek feet. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, babies. Babies. Yeah. babies. Do you think uh, do you think Indian mafia have a lot of babies? Everybody has babies. One would to self perpetuate. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's a family affair. But, um, um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So I guess my question is is did you say it was a legal Legally, you were having a baby. Yeah. Do you think it's morally, like, I know that that's where it comes from, is, you know, well, all, most, all most laws, laws come become from morals. From morals. All but laws come from morals. How do you feel about it? Um, if you plan to take care of the child, if, if you as a person, which I think you should, Jed, jeez, you leave her hanging like that? We're not pregnant, by the way. No. Well, you are not pregnant. <laughs> Hypothetically, are you going to leave her hanging like that? But if, if you are not planning whatsoever to take care of the child, raise it, be a part of its life. In that case, I, I would be comfortable saying you are not having a baby. You know, surrogates are not having a baby. A surrogate mother who yes. is, you know, is, she's not having a baby. She is pregnant, but she is not having a baby. That's why I keep Kevin around to come up with better examples than I can, <laughs> can on my own. So how do you feel about it? Morally? Like, is it a moral imperative that you take care of the child? So, I would say so. Because technically it is yours. You have a part of it. Then is adopting a child or putting up a child for adopt- adoption morally well, wrong? you still have a responsibility to put it into a situation where it will be taken good care of, which is providing for it indirectly. Okay. You're not providing for its well-being directly in that case, but you're kind of putting off the responsibility to, onto another person whom you trust to be just as responsible as you would in an ideal situation. So... Yes, I believe in that case you're still doing the right thing. But uh, most people are like, no, but not for adoption, it's horrible. Okay, but mm. reverting back to the beginning of your mm-hmm. sentence, if he were to take care of the baby, is he having a baby? Yes. Well, yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. We both win. <laughs> we both win? So there wasn't an argument? Well, no. I guess well, not. I'm satisfied. <laughs> Maybe I win. <laughs> that works. Yeah. We can let you win. So, Danielle, what do you think of tech? Um, I really like it a lot. I really like the circles that are outside of these windows. And those are actually yeah. to keep people from breaking the windows. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that yeah. what those are? Okay, because like, if you go outside the library, look it up mm-hmm. on the Netterwebs, Internet folks. Um, find a picture of the Texas Tech Library. Um, originally, it, and if you go on the tours, they still say that it's, it's meant to look like books stacked on end. Like yeah. if you took a book, you know, put it spine up, and yeah. it looked a row of them from the end like that, that's what it would look like. However, but who, little... who stacks books that way? Really? Because that's really bad. For yeah. Them. I, I like, who does that? Like, that starts to pull the pages. Yeah, that's binding. horrible. Like, it that's, is. that's the most, it's like book abuse. It's not I don't the point think it looks like that make. at all. I think it looks like tiny circles. Well, that's because no, of well, the tiny the circles. the overall part. No, the thing about the tiny circles is those were added in later. Because big plate glass windows, drunken college students, <laughs> yeah. rocks. Yeah. Rocks. Hey, there aren't a lot of rocks out here. Not right now. No. Well, beer bottles. Yeah. There's, there's lots of things. Hard object, objects that are hard enough. You know, freshmen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's, there's lots of things like that. And so those, those got added in later and really ruined the effect of looking like books stacked on Yeah. Edge. I think it was, that really would have made it look a lot better. Sam's now it just looks little... like a radiator. Yeah. yeah. It does. Now it just looks like a massive radiator. 
dude, they could have used it as a massive radiator. You wouldn't have had to have a, a cooling system. You could have just routed everything to the windows. The logistics yeah, of that are <laughs> I don't frightening. Know, I don't know that dude. cooling is necessarily the, the issue here. <laughs> probably <laughs> more on the heating end. Well, yeah, that's true. Still, though. It, it could have been used as a radiator. It could have been used as a radiator. A gigantic radiator. <laughs> like and that would have been records. awesome. I wonder if anybody's ever tried to do that with a building. I'm sure they have. Mm-hmm. I've actually seen, I've seen people um, who, who run like, I don't know if it's for the entire building, but they'll like run water through their roof. Yeah. Very close to the surface and have it like all black painted and use that as their heating source for their water. And I couldn't see, I don't see why you couldn't expand that to, you know, heat the house. Yeah. Heat or cool is necessary. I, I'm glad they didn't do it because I'm pretty sure tech wastes enough of my money as it is. Yeah, right. And that's sort of project that I don't know when this library was built, but it doesn't really matter because they would Jeez. still be paying it off today if there was a giant radiator on the outside of the building. <laughs> so apparently the leisure pool is going to be done in the summer. I don't know if I believe that yet. It's, I do. It, I've been watching the progress on that thing. It is going up fast. Babies are weird. <laughs> yeah, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of go, going up fast... Boy, kids grow up fast. No, they, they do. Okay, um, I'm, I need to make up some names real quick. <laughs> uh, Mary. Mary's the name of a child that belongs to a man I play D and D with, whose name is going to be Jimmy. So I like using Jimmy as an all all purpose name. Jimmy has uh, had a child with his wife, and the baby's name is Mary. Is that what we said it was? Mary? Yes. Okay. Um, I've been playing D and D with Jimmy for an extended period of time now. Um, and oftentimes we play at Jimmy's house. And Mary is now approaching two years old. And I've been playing with Jimmy for almost a year and a half now. Now, almost two years. Wow. It's kind of crazy. Almost two years I've been playing with Jimmy. And so I've seen Mary as she's grown. And I hadn't seen her over the Christmas break or, you know, for a few months before that even. And I came back and she's walking. She's talking. She's frightening. Um, <laughs> she's actually, like, aware of the situations and what's happening and knows how to get into trouble. Oh, God. Um, and, and it's one of those I just, I, I turn around and I'm like, wow, Mary, you're much larger and more articulate than you used to be. <laughs> I remember when you were in your bouncy chair and you just sat there and jumped all day watching uh, Sesame Street dance along video. I'm glad that you talked to Mary, as it were, like a human. I really hate when people talk to babies. Oh, I talk oh, to everybody yeah. like they're humans. Yeah. Yeah. Even dogs. Well, not just humans, but human adults. Yeah. yeah. That that whole talking down to children thing never, I, it always grated on me. Which is probably and why I, still, I don't make a good teacher. I still have professors to this day that have, uh, like, someone gave a guest lecture in my mm-hmm. global healthcare issue seminar the other day. She talked to us like we were twelve. We're college there's, students. There's a huge problem. We with are that. all legal adults, and she was talking to us like we were twelve. I I felt insulted, but I did not I did not convey this to her. I just kind of sat there and... Because you should have just talked down to you more. Yes. <laughs> I, I, if I would have gotten up and walked out, she would have just gone, oh, well, he must have emotional issues. And mm-hmm. the, the, where this, where this is the most rampant to talk down. Like, is in the education department here at Tech, the College of Education. Oh, here we go. Oh, yes. I'm, so, go. I'm not, I'm not going to rant about teaching <laughs> much. But the College of Education teaches their classes... As if they were high school classes. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm going to go ahead and close Twitter now. <laughs> I hit uh, the Apple key in like four and seven and just see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Not, that no. wouldn't do anything. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> no. D- oh. <laughs> okay, yeah, it, it didn't do anything. Right. Don't make promises still, you can't trust. I, <laughs> <laughs> so, the but, education. Um, the education part. They are generally teaching their students how to be educators in K through 12 environments, or EC through 12, it's even pre-K yes. which EC 12 is just weird, but we have to say, I'm cert- I will be certified for EC 12. I could have a group of four-year-old students with me on a daily basis. How awesome That's is that? Scary on many, many levels. The government will be destroyed in one generation after being taught by Mr. Saunders. But anyway, um... Anarchy for everybody! But they teach at the level... That you're going to, that you're learning about, and so if you're learning mm-hmm. about adolescence, and and children going through adolescence, you know, basically eleven through sixteen, they treat you like eleven through sixteen year olds, yeah. and the high school classes sometimes the high school classes even treat you, you know, like like children, and it's one of the situations where, on the one hand, I understand the trying modeling and leading by example, and those are those are good ways to learn these techniques. Mm-hmm. However, you don't have to do it for an entire semester or three semesters if you're in the uh, certification program, four technically. Okay, I know how to do a startup. I know how to do a seating chart. I know how to sit in a seating chart. I'm a college student. I'm a grown man. I can sit wherever I choose. Thank you very much. Learn my name on your own. (laughs) Or don't. I don't care if you know my name. You're a professor. You have other things that are more important than memorizing your 300 students' names. Precisely. Yeah. But that's not what doctrine tells us. So, babies. Um... Generally, people have to make love to have babies. And you know when people make love a lot? Valentine's Day. <laughs> so, <laughs> Valentine's wow, Day. Wow. Stretching those now. Hey, it was better than our audio sucks. Let's talk about babies, all right? Um, well, that's always our beginning of the show. <laughs> I like, know. There's some, because Stephen would never was be the, happy. Yeah. Is there one episode where you feel like the audio was just how excellent? Long, how, how long, long for, for copy wrong? I knew you were going to say that. How long for copy wrong was a good audio Set up and what what made it so good? And then we can get back to babies and Valentine's Day and all that. I just wanted everybody had a microphone. Okay, everybody had their own microphone and they all worked. Like a headset. Like what? What type were, of microphone? We had uh, two AKG. We had one AKG, a shotgun, and two headsets. And two headsets. One of them Matt was recording on his own. The other I was recording on my laptop. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but until Matt shows back up. <laughs> we're we haven't Dude, had Matt failed. He failed miserably. He yeah. he did well for a month. Yeah, he kept at my his, New Year's resolution, which is for which him. is true of most New Year's resolutions. Yeah, <laughs> he's he is living out the stereotypical New Year's resolution fail. Yeah, we should like, <gasps> track that on the Bad Philosophy website, right? Like, <laughs> Matt's, <laughs> Matt's, Matt's pure and utter failure. <laughs> Matt's pure and utter failure. Fail. Did you guys have New Year's resolutions? Um, kind of. I. Didn't really. Okay. I did. I actually re-listened to uh, Last of the Naughties a few days ago, and I'm not doing very well on my New Year's resolutions. Well, on my real ones. On my on my three permanent New Year's resolutions, I'm still doing all right. Which yes. Is, uh, eat less salad, grow a beard, and don't explode. I'm, all, I'm doing all right on all three of those. Uh, but my actual, like, what I wanted to try and do at the New Year uh, pretty much fell through early on. I wanted to get up a couple hours before school every day um, and be productive, use that time effectively, which is something that I did for about two weeks. And now... I wake up later, I quickly rush through my shower, preparations for the day, make a sandwich, and get in my car. And that's, I knew that was going to happen, because yeah. I, that's how I work. I'm not a morning person. I can, you, I can try. Do you have New Year's resolutions? I did. 
I'm doing very well, actually, but... Good. Don't really have a life as of yet, no, so... <laughs> it works well for getting things that you want accomplished done. I would like to get things that I want to get accomplished done. Yeah. So, Valentine's Day. Love it, hate it, don't care? Don't care. Um, in relation to myself, I don't really care. In relation to other people, I absolutely love it. Every, we, uh, we went to... Uh, what was the name of that movie? He's, he's not. just not. He's just not that into you. Last night, and every couple that walked into the theater, <laughs> she's like, "Oh, they're holding hands!" And it was just a beer. Yeah, it was <laughs> epic every time. That's that's impressive. Yeah, I um, think it's adorable. I think that romance and love and all those things for other people are amazing. Yeah, I I don't care. Mainly because I'm an unfeeling bastard. Well, that helps. Yeah. yeah. It does. I was going to say that about you. Mm-hmm. If I were to write an obituary right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's on his tombstone. I've already got it made up. Oh. I'm well, killing him in a few weeks. Oh, oh Spoiler alert. Right. Dude, that, that's such a load <laughs> off my mind. Alert. <laughs> <laughs> screw this homework. <laughs> spoiler alert. Steven I'm dies. running out of options on how to get out of student teaching, and so murder <laughs> may be my only choice. <laughs> how to solve problems with violence. I love how much you hate your chosen major. <laughs> it's not my major. I'm sorry. It's not even his chosen career. He's just You're doing just it. doing it for fun? Not for fun. I'm just doing it. I'm doing it because I can't change minors this late in the game. You're not even getting paid. No. You can just drop a minor. I only have one, and I have to have one. Yeah. The theater degree really? isn't, isn't large enough to be completed oh, in of to itself. Have 120 or whatever it is. Yeah, yes. I have... I, I have enough credit to, like, fulfill a minor. It's just in eight different classes or oh. subjects. I've got half of a math minor, a good chunk of a physics minor, um, all but 12 hours of an education minor. But I'm graduating at the beginning of May, and I'm going to get into grad school, and to do that, I need to graduate at the end of May. Yep. Don't think I didn't consider just dropping it and trying something else. Okay. But I don't have time to do it. Fair enough. So everybody out there, cry for Kevin. Feel his pain. Yeah. If so. you'd like, I will. I will uh, take you through the, not like right now because I don't know what it is, but through the student teaching simulator. It involves uh, me hitting you in the head with a foam bat for eight hours a day, <laughs> among other things. <laughs> wow. Also, filling up unnecessary paperwork while I do so. Yes. Well, bureaucracy. That's, that's in almost anywhere you can. Almost anywhere. Work. Yeah. But I'm in the arts, and so we try to minimize it. Because we get confused by long words, like bureaucracy. <laughs> wow. How sesquipedalian of you. Yeah, that one wasn't on the GRE. Mm. I wish. How was the GRE, by the way? I did all right. Um, I thought I did better on the English portion than I actually did, and I did really well on the math portion, um, so that was exciting. It's The math portion is just so easy. It's one of the things that I, I psyched myself out about it, because I, I took a practice test about a week ago. Mm. Um, and I made like a 550 on the math or a 530. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I psyched myself out about it. And, and it was stuff I hadn't, I haven't taken a math class since my freshman year of college. And not that I needed to because it's all algebra. Yeah. It's the, yeah, it's it's the algebra and geometry. I don't even know why they measure math because yeah. it's, well, it's, they feel the need to because they're the GRE and they have to test it. Uh-huh. Because it's, it's, a big no, it's because of people like me who will absolutely fail because I have no concept of math. No. At all. Well, the thing is, <laughs> If, if you're going into a math-based program, the GRE isn't a good yes. measure of how you're doing no. because it has no college math on it. No, it has no calculus. And if you're not going no into a math-based program, you don't particularly need math other than, you know, basic levels. 
Because you do everything with software. Uh, well, and, it, and it's it's very much a. I think what they're what they the reason it's still on there is a because it's always been on there, and God forbid they change the GRE. No, yeah. And then B, you could argue that ability to do math is indicative of a lower level of logic mm-hmm. ability. And and there is some of that, and it's actually it's not called the math portion; it's the quantitative portion, yeah. which is which is probably evidence towards that sort of mindset. Yeah. Um, what I'm really excited about getting is uh, my scores for the written portion. Because I've never done a written standardized test before. Yeah, that was my first uh, I, I skipped the SAT because well, I, I did it before that was a part of the SAT. And I never took any of the... I, okay, that's not true. I took one um, writing toss back before it was even the tax test back in fourth grade. TAAS, mm-hmm. uh, Texas Assessment of Aptitude yeah, and Skills. T-K-S. It's now the Texas Assessment of Knowledge and Skills. Mm-hmm doesn't really matter. It's BS standardized testing that we're forced to do from No Child Left Behind. I'm getting on the education rant again. I mean, that was the last, fourth grade was the last time I took a writing, a standardized writing wow. test of any sort. Mm. Um, it's entirely subjective and they have a lot of variance in the scores on it, but eh. Well, it's one of those things that... And honestly, most graduate schools don't use that as a writing sample. They you know, only I'm, look I'm, at your I'm submitting and, a writing sample at all the schools that I'm applying to. Right, right. But anyways, so uh, next week in higher education, it occurs to me, just, I'm just thinking about your comment of the, of the stop growing at 25. You're an adult at 18. <clears throat> or 16. Or, or 14, 16. depending on but, the culture. But there are, various, there are various legal definitions on, like hard, on hard facts that are much more variable in the world, like the fact that you turn 18 and you're automatically adult, you automatically have these privileges. Yeah. You're, no necess- you're not necessarily... Dramatically different than you were, you know, seventeen three sixty four, and eighteen oh one, but it does. But we've set this this strict guideline instead of using a a more authentic measurement, which really kind of bothers me. What would be an authentic measurement of maturity? Well, I think job. You're, you're talking about the difference between maybe like physical development, like yes, at thirteen, fourteen, even sometimes twelve. Physically, we have entered adulthood and are there. Mentally, emotionally, stably, no, in no way. I mean, brain that's, development that's continues that's well a social beyond. Thing. No, no, like literally brain development mm-hmm. goes all the way until, you know, it would say 30 is where we maybe hit our biggest peak. So should we not be adults till we're 30? No, no, but I'm just saying you're talking about glass ceiling. You said you use the phrase glass now ceiling. Well, that they're... they're I turn my voice yes, into yours. But you can't, you can't say that across the board these people are less than this at a certain point in time. Be, because of varying rates from person to person, because of individuality, and even to the point of a lot of a lot of those social developments that we see come later used to come earlier. It's true. We I have societally made extended adolescence. Yes. Because we've changed behavior, um, biological biological stuff has changed as well. You know, the the average age of menarche um, 150 years ago was was 16. Menarche mm-hmm. being the point in time when a woman gets her first period. In case anybody didn't know that. Yeah, it's ten or eleven now. It has dropped six years. Has has that been due to a biological change or? Well, that is a biological change. Yeah. But we, I, I can't figure out. Like, I don't, I don't know the the why behind that. Yeah. But that is. But there is a a social social culture where we're ex, we're extending adolescence. We are saying, you know, you you're an adolescent until you're seventeen, until you're twenty one. No, I think we're adding stages. We're not even saying adolescent because there's now like pre like, well, adulthood. You know, yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? Like there's but it's it's all adolescence. Um, my my roommate Mueller, I wish he was here actually, wrote a thing on boy men. He did a presentation on it for one of his classes, 
it, it's people like the three of us yeah. who are who are legally adults. You a little less because you have a real job. Um, but we're not in any way. But but men. <laughs> we. I'm not self sufficient. I, I don't. I don't consider myself a man. I spend so. lots of time watching TV, playing video games, being an unproductive member of society, like a 13 year old. You know what the mm-hmm. average video game age playing person is now? 20, 31. Mm-hmm. Holy average! No way. Yeah. Average. Wow. I, I, so wow. Jordan has Jordan has the um, has the uh, the statistics and stuff, but that's most more people at 31 are playing. You know, than people at thirteen. Well, my cousin is, I think, thirty-two, and he has two kids and a wife, and has a job. His wife has two jobs. They're like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they're poor, but they are definitely in a lower SES yeah. than most. And he probably buzzword. Sorry, SES. So she, I like that. That's a, it's a buzzword. Yeah. I, Socioeconomic actual, status. Right. It's an actual. Well, okay. Sorry. Close. No, it's just it's, no, it's, it's one of the. It's, it's becoming it's, popular. It's yeah. Uh, it's like a social science meme. It is. It's not a bad thing to use. I'm just... Okay. Yeah. I get, the first time I heard it, I was like, huh? And the second time I was heard, like, okay. And then I started hearing everyone, I'm like, I'm tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally, I just picked up a psych minor, and that's all we've talked about. Like, cool. no one ever says it other than SES. Like, SES. I was like, I have to ask what this is. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he spent probably an average of at least, probably 30 to 40 hours a week in the gamer sport. You know how they have the top scores of throughout the world or nation or any of those things he's like 500th in the world Mm -hmm. of gamers of his gamer score like that's how good he is and he spends probably at least every week he's beating a new game that's been out and he's 32 and has two kids and a wife and And this is this is the boy man of the world yeah it's it's kind of like the the video game generation hasn't gone away it's just gotten Mm -hmm. older (laughs) certainly like we just grew up like we just just kept it kept going with (laughs) it as we it's it's not a a phase that that goes away ever really, <laughs> and it, while it is possible, we've seen stuff like that before. You know, comic book collectors yeah. um, have, have gotten older the same sort of thing. Comic books have been around since you know the, the so it's 30s. Like, like video games are a generational thing, possibly. Wow, um, we still have young people playing them, but, but to a they haven't extent, been playing them as they haven't been playing them as long. Younger generations seem to be sort of like it's it's the cell phone generation. It's the it's the the social networking Freaking cell phones. Yeah, dude, cell phones are everywhere. I, Tell me about it. I teach a high school class. I, oh my god! <laughs> or like, seven. Oh, we actually had a, a lunch discussion on this at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Just this, this, the ubiquity of cell phones, and it's it's scary. I saw a really funny comic <laughs> once, um, web comic. I don't remember what, who put it out, but it was like a a class on interpreting movies that came out before cell phones. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> who was that? I don't remember. It. it, it it feels like uh, SNBC Saturday morning breakfast cereal, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. But it's like, you know, so so and so has run out of gas and is stranded on the side of the road. Why can't they just call for help on their cell phone? <laughs> <laughs> and the guy just kind of like sighs. <laughs> Explaining movies before cell phones. Yeah. Of course, now we've got movies entirely about cell phones. Uh, Eagle Eye. Well, dude, now, and like, watching, phone. watching Buffy, like, and, and yeah. just not seeing cell phones in high school. It's weird. Yeah. It's just strange. Or enjoyable. When, uh, uh, yeah. I, it's different. I mean, yeah, I don't know if it's more enjoyable. It's, but it's like watching a movie in the 60s where everybody smokes. Yeah, yeah. Just seeing them light up a cigarette like it's, and it's nothing. It's, it, it, yeah. isn't, it isn't a thing. Um, and and smoking, smoking, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, less than the 60s and so on, was, was so ubiquitous mm. that it was never thought of anything bad to be, to, to be seen smoking. You know, that's what you do, you know? Yeah. 
You have dinner, you just finish it up with a smoke and a drink. <laughs> oh, culture change. Mm -hmm. Good times. And like cigarettes, cell phones have changed cultural behavior more so. Yeah. Well, yeah. have they, or have they just kind of like amplified cultural Well, I, I, liken, I liken it to... Um, yeah. I think they've changed them. Yeah. Okay. I think they've done both. I mean, yeah. To okay. take the middle, middle ground. <laughs> but yeah. I liken it Some to uh, what's-his-name's book, The World is Flat. Um, I'm in my second serious long distance relationship in my life. Mm -hmm. First one happened uh, my freshman year, and this was happening my senior year. This little device, my cell phone, has dramatically changed long distance relationships. Hmm. Um, I am much more in contact with Jessica on a regular basis, particularly on weekends. I mean, we text nonstop during weekends mm. um, because we have we don't run out of work. Yeah, we both you know work full time. Of course, she gets paid. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a situation. <laughs> five bucks an hour. That's all I want. I don't even want minimum. Just five dollars an hour. I love that. I I really liked your comment about that on Twitter the other day. If, <laughs> yeah. I, if I got five dollars an hour for student teaching, I would walk out of here with thirty five dollars in my pocket, and that would be happy. Yes. <laughs> That's all it just 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 that would make the day worthwhile. Because every class would be like, okay, it's next for you know five bucks. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. That was that wasn't worth five bucks, but I'll take five bucks to offset the mental anguish. <laughs> um, but but cell phones have have made the world smaller. Yes. Um, in that, you know, I got a, I got a call, and this wasn't a cell phone, it was on my cell phone, but I got a call um, from Julie, who we've had on the show before, on my birthday at 6 a.m. via Skype. She called my phone, and I was like at 6 a.m. and I was really asleep, but I didn't know what was going on. I think she sang to me in Korean. Yeah. I think Young Joe was there, too. Maybe. It was confusing. But, but cell phones have replaced landlines. Oh they're, yeah, they're, nobody yeah. has. I mean, nobody. when was it? Two or three years ago that it that cell number of cell phone lines overtook landlines in the U.S. Could have been. Yeah, I remember the first time I heard about someone only having a cell phone because I, I grew up with I'm at my house back home still has one. I've got my home phone number back home, and I've got you know everybody else that I, mm -hmm. I call. But if I want to talk to my family, I call our landline. Yeah, uh, but I remember hearing somebody saying, you know, oh, we got rid of our our landlines. I just use my cell phone all the time. Like, That's so weird. I would I would not have a landline if it was not provided to me by the university. Yeah, yeah. Do you think? Do you remember? I guess I don't like cricket though. Like they marketed that, they like pushed that for such a long time. Well, cricket is crap though. Yeah, it's yeah. true. But I mean, like that's what they said. Is like no, oh. we actually encourage people to drop phone? their cricket. Yeah, okay. AT and C, GoPhone, uh, Boost Mobile, Track Phone, Verizon, uh, or Virgin Mobile. Yeah, cricket. Yes, cricket. So it's cricket is European sport. It's a pay. It's a pay-as-you-go, very very cheap mm -hmm. cell phone service, um, on the order of like forty dollars a month for unlimited yeah. minutes, and it's absolutely horrible. Um, it's yeah. cheap. It's almost free, but you pay the price. The phones are crap. They break easily. Then they basically have to piggyback off other people's networks, mm. and it coverage and quality are horrible. Yeah. As a result, so they're yeah they're pretty much crappy cell phone servers, but they're they're inexpensive. But it so appears good on the outside. Oh yes, you know what oh, I mean. Because like, you have the convenience of a cell phone. Right? Yeah, and they yeah. say like, why would you need a home phone? Cricket's this much, and like you know they're trying to just they made it appear very good, and that's what people are like started getting. Well, that's what I noticed is people started getting rid of landlines. Do you still? Yeah. Do you still need a landline? We don't. We I have remember. a landline, but I've never tapped into it. I remember, now I don't know. I remember my freshman year, you everyone got a phone in their room for free. I mean, it was part of your cost. Now you don't. 
And my sophomore year, they got rid of it. Because, mm-hmm. and it was funny, we never used our room phone. No, no, it rang occasionally, it. and it was always a wrong number. Somebody was trying to get somebody else, and yeah. we would answer, be like, "Hello," and like, like a weird phone. And it was, it was just, it was, it was very strange because you know, Scotty had a cell phone, I had a cell phone, uh, Adam had a cell phone, Jimmy had a cell phone. His name's not Jimmy, but I can't remember his real name. Do you think that that is a to kind of devil's advocate it though? Do you think that's a barrier to access of like housing or no education like, no if everybody has a cell phone up, it, what if you don't what if you're a student who don't well you can you can get a reason? phone you can because the lines are still there and you pay a small student fee small being relative yeah. um yeah. to turn it on now is it cheaper to get a phone maybe actually depending on situations yeah, it, it is certainly I mean, more convenient I I mean, for housing yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyways, so you can get one. I know someone who was whose mother required her to have a phone in her room, even though she had a cell phone. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it was in, the, in this person's case. Uh, just knowing the woman, um, I didn't know her mother, but I think it was it's that the mother wanted to be able to call her room and verify she was in her room. Um, yeah, yeah. Because the government can't advance. Yeah. <sighs> God forbid we even have the digital TV transition. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> I want Lubbock to talk is, about Lubbock that. is switching over. Lubbock is doing it anyway. Lubbock is switching over anyway. Suddenly. Yeah, because what we've spent two years preparing for it to be on this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and everybody's like, "We're ready." Yeah. Lubbock, <laughs> Lubbock said we're switching. I, I I was watching. I watch the news in the mornings now because um, I can. I it keeps me awake when I'm getting ready. Um, but they they made the, they had like all of the broadcast stations in Lubbock are switching over. Most of them are switching over on the date. A few of them are switching like maybe a week later. They've they've done it. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's what was February ninth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, They've case, done it. Um, I remember have... we we rescanned for our digital channels, and yeah. every everything is digital now. So we're on, we're <laughs> on cable, so it, yeah. it, it yeah. made we're no difference. Us. Now, so, actually, in some cases, so. they're broadcasting dual. So, like, yes. the channels are both digital and analog right now. Yeah, I think so, so. I guess it was they're shutting down their analog. Yeah. So mo- most of the ones, like the list I saw, because it was this past week, which would have been pre the ninth. Or post the ninth, they were saying that we're shutting off analog. So if, yeah. you, if you cannot see us, go get a digital converter box that we've been telling you for the past two years. I know. If some if people don't have the digital converter boxes by now, You're they have man. been living under a rock. They do not deserve to get free television. I'm sorry. Like nobody deserves free. Television. I don't feel bad for them. I don't feel bad for the fact that they weren't able to get their government subsidized converter box. That, that I have no sympathy for these people. I don't even know that it should be government. Subsidized. Well, yeah, that but that was it. Wouldn't have happened if the government. The government's the reason the switch happened. The government forced the switch. Yeah, it wasn't the broadcasters because it cost too much money. So the government subsidy, aka your money, your money, your money. But look what it did. It It created this huge market. I mean, the converter box. The people, the manufacturers who made the converter boxes, cleaning (laughs) up. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, that. And you know who else is the government? (laughs) All that extra bandwidth. Because the government owns air, by well, the way. Yeah, exactly. They can sell. They can now sell the spectrum, and they're going yes. to. Yeah, they're going to make a lot of money off. Because of that. apparently, the government owns air. Yeah. Well, they they don't they own, own air. They own s- sections elect- of the broad of, of the electromagnetic spectrum. spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That. Yeah. I hate the government. I can't say it enough. <laughs> and see, I'm I'm saying like if you can if you can regulate what goes over one part of the EM spectrum. Can't you regulate what goes over other parts of it too? Well, regulate—they like, they, they don't—they don't control it. 
That's why pirate radio stations can theoretically still exist. But they regulate. They can shut down those stations. Well, no, they, they can fine you and arrest you. Yeah. That's how they, they physically shut it down. That's their regulation. They don't have, like, a blocker that stops things from working. I should shut up more. Yeah. My mother told me the show is becoming 80% Kevin. It, it is, is becoming the Kevin show. Yeah. So we're going to So we're y'all need to talk out. more. Yeah, we do need to talk more. Um, but anyways, we're... Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up on this bad philosophy because, you know, we don't want to torture you with this far inferior audio for more than is necessary. It's really not that bad. I've listened to it. I have had, I, I've and, loved the, the one I enjoy episode for, zero. Like, it, when you're walking across the street with it, <laughs> you can hear that I, I enjoyed and it. And that's why Jed's our number one fan. Yeah. Y'all have no taste. I, yeah. <laughs> Foam fingers are on order. That's hey, not, hey, just because <laughs> I like cheap Mrs. Baird's white bread doesn't mean I can't enjoy a nice sourdough also. <laughs> <laughs> nice hand-baked sourdough. And with that, go out, have a baby. We'll see y'all next time on Bad Philosophy. So we apparently have gotten a lot of traffic recently from uh, somebody, a fan, posted a link to Bad Philosophy on the XKCD forums. And it, it finally drove our, our daily uniques over 100. But he made a mistake. <laughs> he did. And, dude, I meant to look up your name before we started recording, but I really didn't. Uh, we love that you listen. We love that you're trying to get the word out. Keep it up. However, only one of the people who is ever on the show regularly is a philosophy major. Me. Stephen Torrance. Yeah. I, I actually, I like that you thought I was a philosophy major. I was I, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a nice compliment. Uh, however, I'm a theater major uh, with a minor in education. Help me. But I just like to talk a lot, as you may have Easy mistake to make. But thank you for your support, and uh, you're driving a lot of traffic to us. So, you know, if you want to be on the show, dude, uh, shoot us an email or a tweet or something. Badphilosophy.com Space Cannabis